Hi, welcome to Two Guys, One Girl Santa, your friendly neighborhood podcast where we come together, drink some beer, and talk about the nerdy things that we love. Today is episode 26. I'm your host, Matt Tapia. With us returning is Cameron. How are you doing, Cameron? Woo! Yes. Baby number two, done. Done. Yep, it's done. complete. There's no more work. Nothing left yeah. to do. Yeah. Nothing left for me. Now it's the wife's turn. Right? <laughs> yes. Kristen. You did your part. Kristen, yeah. I hope you heard that. Yeah. 18 years. You know, perfect comment for the movie we're about to discuss. Yeah. Uh, well, we missed you last uh, episode, Thank and we're you. glad that you're back. I miss being here. I did listen to the episode to make sure I didn't miss a thing. How did we do? Oh, I thought you had great insight. Okay, good. Awesome. So, yeah. Thank you for that. And uh, Nicole, how are you doing today? I'm great. I'm excellent. Yeah. Are Are you on spring break now? I am. On not spring not from break. a student, but from, from- a. A teacher from or administrator a, perspective. From a faculty perspective, I am on. Normally, I don't always get spring break off, but I do this time. So mm-hmm. what you're saying is we're getting wasted tonight? I mean, I could. I don't. Yeah. I don't. Santa, I can't. But. It's your choice as you spill beer on your t-shirt. I'm already wasted. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> getting getting ready. Uh, well, no, you guys. Well. You guys are doing the Beer 365. We are doing Beer 365. We are on drink 71 of on day 70. Okay. okay. Which, considering we've been on vacation, and I have one serious night of binge drinking. Yeah. That's not too bad. I'm yeah. impressed that you're even still keeping score. It's hard, but I try to look at the receipts. Uh-huh. Yeah. And with us always is Santa. Santa, anything fun this weekend you did? No, not really. I got an uh, eye exam. So I'm getting, getting some new glasses. Oh, okay. New glasses or new lenses? New glasses and lenses, I guess. Ooh, uh, interesting. We'll see how, how it goes. I don't know. You should go that. horn rims this time. I picked them out. She picked them out. Oh, okay. It, it does help to have somebody there to help pick you out. Yeah. Well, we just did it on the on the, on the the internet. They're going to send us a bunch of... We picked five, and they're going to send uh-huh. five. And then I'm gonna oh, you find. did the Warby Parker? Yeah, Warby okay. Parker. Yeah, that, that's yeah. good. It's, yeah. it's way more affordable than doing it. Almost anywhere else. Yes. And, and, that, and the designs that are That wasn't good. a Warby Parker ad. <laughs> yes. 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 However, Warby Parker, if you want to pay us to... <laughs> yes. Tweet stuff. us at Guy Girl you Santa. Have, you have more than one Warby Parker customer. Right we here. are a Warby yeah. Parker type of podcast. Three so. out of four podca- of uh, the Guy Girl crew wear Warby Parker glasses. Yep. yep. That's true. I'll damage my eyesight for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> cool. All right. Um... Getting ready to talk about the movie that we saw last week, Captain Marvel. Before we get into that, um, we were just talking previously. You guys, Santa Nicole, have been watching some Netflix shows that you guys are very pro about. Yes. You want to tell us about them? We resubscribed to Netflix after about three months. It was like three weeks. <laughs> it was like two months. Did you have the shakes before you resubbed? Yeah. We just started talking about it and then... She and was now. getting withdrawals. Yeah. Yeah, that's the Stranger Things shirt I'm wearing. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, so we just watched all of Russian Doll. <clears throat> it was quick. I mean, eight episodes, 30-minute, 27-minute episodes. So I've only heard a little bit about it. I've watched maybe a half episode with my wife, Tyler, but basically it's a character that continues to die or yeah, whatever. Yeah, so your, your Groundhog Day, your, your happy, happy Death Day type, you know, reliving the same day. But does it have the same premise. philosophical note that Groundhog Day is, where this person 
eventually made themselves better after getting through each death. That, that is kind of there. Uh, but different, because but different. it's not just... This is a slight spoiler. Yeah, it's not good. just one person reliving the same day. It's two people. There's two people. Oh. They added eight. That's how they oh. change it up. It's a little there's bit a of a twist second, there. Yeah, there's a second so, character. two people, zero groundhogs. Yeah. I see what they did. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're, they're dying at the same time. Mm. Uh-huh. And coming back to the same moment. I did not know about this part. So, yeah, you, you have now I'm even more intrigued. Mm. Uh, another show we talked about. Uh, I don't know if it's called Penis or Pen15. <laughs> I've watched a little bit of it, oh. begrudgingly. Uh, yes. But you guys are fans. Yes. I, I particularly am a fan because I was um, 12 and 13 in the year 2000. Mm-hmm. So it is particularly nostalgic for me. And female. And, yes. <laughs> and I was a girl at the same time. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> Consistently. <laughs> And so, um, so there's just so many little details as I watch through it, and it really just rings super true for me. It I, for the episodes I watched, I I did think it was interestingly done, and I I do think that if you were a person of that age, it definitely you know hits mm-hmm. home. It takes a minute to remind yourself that these two women characters that are in the movie who are clearly not. Teenagers or preteen, well, early teenagers mm-hmm. uh, uh, are they're interacting with Actual children, children who actually are of that age. Um, but you know, they it was it was interesting and it was at times funny, if not mm-hmm. awkward. So it, much like being thirteen is. Yes, it is. It's an awkward age. Mm-hmm. Uh, so two great shows worth checking out. Mm-hmm. Um, and thank you for commenting, but. Cameron, we have to talk about a little bit about the Game of Thrones because Sam oh, and Nicole yeah. are not into the Game We're of not. Thrones. Have you guys still not started watching it? No. I thought you said you did for some reason. I don't understand I, why you wouldn't want to get in on the Game I of Thrones. Watched, we don't have HBO. This well, is like but not there, there wanting to watch Cheers when yeah. you know Cheers is about to end. You know, for the most part, except if Cheers had tits. I guess it first boobs don't make me happy. And well, there's dick in there. They do show, plenty they do show flaccid penises also. Yeah. That also doesn't make me happy. Uh, what about like fantasy women wearing, well, uh, uh, riding dragons? I like have, and being badass. I actually have read several of the, these books. Mm-hmm. And I made it up to the Red Wedding. Yeah. yeah. And I got so mad I threw the book across the room. Are you? Oh, well, you're one of those people. a common reaction. <laughs> and I haven't picked it up since because it doesn't make me happy to read so I'm not going to deal with it. Was, was it the, does not spark joy. So. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was about to say, what was the... I mean, because I mean, you've read plenty of books where people die. It felt, it felt like it was done just to shock people. It didn't feel like it really drove the story in any way oh see i completely completely disagree with you there because like rob the whole plot arc of rob was like breaking fantasy tropes you know he was like the noble upstart who won every battle i guess but it wasn't just rob getting his due it was well did you throw the fellowship of the ring away when they killed off gandalf absolutely not first of all gandalf doesn't die yeah but you don't well you don't know that if you just read that first yeah and Gandalf bought them time to move on. Okay. That had that drove the story okay. on. That he, made he, Frodo realize he, that this was real. He chose this wasn't to make that just sacrifice. A story. Right. He chose to make that sacrifice and it really brought it home to Frodo that like this is a real consequential thing that's going on. This is a dangerous journey. Like 
Are we going to talk about Lord of the Rings? Yeah. <laughs> well, I can do we, this. I mean, if we there's, want to go down there's many, you know, we have many but, but ultimately, ultimately, I just don't like watching Game of well, Thrones. Well, Cameron, I <laughs> love watching Game of Thrones. Uh, Mrs. Tyler and I are, right. are re-watching it from the beginning. We're in season oh, four. Uh, have you have you start a rewatch? Yet, I haven't or? done a rewatch because I watched like the first I don't know how many seasons with Kristen to get her caught up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I've I haven't rewatched seasons five and six, but I have to say like once it eclipsed the books. The plot got a lot less intricate, and I sure. did not feel the need to rewatch. Well, you're, you're a book reader, so you because yeah. I've never read any of the books, so you bring that perspective and the I fact that for a while there you knew what was going on a whole lot more uh, for a little while. But but now we have since the yeah. the TV show has now eclipsed mm-hmm. the book as far as time. Because I didn't start reading the books until after season three, and then I read them all because I didn't want to wait for season four to come out. Oh, so you 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 were surprised by the winning? Yes, completely surprised. Yeah. And I there was a couple of book readers in our group who were just like at the end of every episode in season three, just like looked at each other and like had that like, well, maybe next week look on their face. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm excited about it. The trailer looks looks yeah. interesting. Uh, I'm a bit concerned. So it's six episodes. Have you seen how long they are though? They're like an hour and a half. Yeah. Like. They're, it's almost like six short like, movies. Yeah, exactly. Which which I'm fine with that. So, yeah. I mean, it's six episodes, but you're really getting, like, nine or ten. Yeah. Which is a typical season mm-hmm. for them. Maybe not nine or ten. Maybe eight. I just feel like there's so many tropey, cheeseball ways they could end this. Like, so many ways they could fall into, like, the Seinfeld problem where there's no... Nobody's going to be happy no matter what you do. You know? So I have ding, one... Ding, ding. Yeah. <laughs> I have one big fear of how it's going to end, and I'm not going to say it because I don't want to speak it into existence, okay. but it does tie in a little bit to the Lord of the Rings. If it happens, then you can say what it was. Yeah, if it happens, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll say what it is. Yeah. Uh, but we're going to go on vacation, and we're going to miss oh, one of shit. the episodes. Now, it's six episodes. I think we're missing episode four. But what I've heard is, so first off, you never want to miss the second to last episode of the season. Right, yeah, Which is, yeah. in this case, going to be episode five. I certainly don't want to miss Live Watch, the final episode. Right. Uh, but I hear the big episode is episode three. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, we're not going to miss that. So we'll miss episode four, hope to avoid spoilers, and then we'll, we'll yeah. be back in, in the U.S. and be able to catch up. And If you're not in the U.S., hopefully you can just, like, not check the internet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, or maybe we'll find some sort of pirate feed and we're able to watch it. I don't know. So, Doesn't uh, HBO now work overseas? No. Nah. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. not not with the account that you have. I got you. Yeah, yeah. you there's high to or whatever. Uh, there's there's foreign intricacies involved. I imagine. So. Yeah, um, the price that we pay. But uh, we're not here to talk about Netflix or Game of Thrones. We're here to talk about the movie that we saw on Thursday, and that was Captain Marvel. Uh, Santa, remind me what episode or not episode? What number of movies is this now for the MCU? This should be twenty two. This is twenty one. Twenty one. Oh, okay. So in game is twenty two. The MCU uh, can drink. So, I, I figured I would start this off with a general question, and if you want to, I'll go first, but if, but if one of you all are ready to answer it right now, um, please do. In one word, describe how you felt 
after uh, or or one one word to describe how you felt or what you thought of the film after having seen Captain Marvel. Cameron, are you ready? Um, I would say. Can I hyphenate that word? Sure. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll make a new word. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad. Okay, yeah. that's two words. Yeah. <laughs> no, not if you put a hyphen. <laughs> not bad almost sounds like fine. Let's and, let's put in let's like, okay. let's, let's just call it the Obama not that bad meme. <laughs> okay. Uh, not bad. Hashtag not bad. Hashtag not bad. Uh, I put down confused. Okay. Um, I can elaborate more. Nicole. Impatient. Impatient. Ooh. Um, and Santa finally. Uh, I was thinking another. Sufficient or serviceable. Okay, which is almost like yeah. not bad and fine. Yeah. I think we all kind of yeah. took the same temperature of it. Yeah. So, yes. Do you think, Cameron, that was... Did we go into with too any, any high expectations? Was was that our problem? Was that... I cause, cause, certainly had my expectations higher for this movie than I did for, say, Aquaman. You know? Sure. Like, that movie could just, like, stay on its feet. And I was like, yeah, oh, good for it. You know, like, whereas I was... I was. I had expectations with this, um, and I can elaborate more about why I feel the way I felt. But I think it is partially because expectations were built up for sure. I felt like it was the pregame party to endgame. Yeah. And the pregame party was a little let down. That now I'm just like, well, how's the the real party going to be? Mm-hmm. Which the real party is less than two months away. Yeah. Um. So. Why impatient, Nicole? Well, um, I'm really ready for Endgame now. Um, and I also thought it was pretty slow in the beginning. When she was hanging out with Jude Law. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we spent way too much time with that. We could have we could have started in the middle of their mission that got screwed up by the Korean. It would have been fine. The cool the only cool parts were really at the end where she was like getting ready to like bust some ass up in space. Yeah. And, like, I wanted more of that and, like, less of her being, like, stoic on the Cree home world. There was a lot of talking and not a lot of action. And mm-hmm. I feel like Marvel does a pretty good job, usually, of a balance of both. Mm-hmm. And this was a case where the balance wasn't, yeah. wasn't, wasn't right. And that's usually the formula of when it becomes a boring or, yeah. or not as exciting mm-hmm. Marvel film. It's Santa? Like, uh, the beginning of, like, Guardians of the Galaxy. You, you see him quill get taken up into space you know that's like a quick like four minute scene his mom dying him get taken to space and then flash forward what 30 something years and you know and then that's how the movie officially begins that's when Mm -hmm. the title comes in and that was a quick scene but it was also like incredibly well acted and like you really felt that you know it it, it was a very well done little bit yeah his his backstory of you know he's earthling and then his mom dying and the way they call back to it at this final scene in the movie like like the reason i felt the way i felt is like i feel like they spent time on the wrong dialogue like i like the way they visually depicted the kree homeworld i like the world building i thought that was interesting but like their motivations were completely unclear like why did they even save Brie Larson? Why did they care about? They were, they were, looked like they were trying to set up all the other characters. They were trying to set up Dulaw's character. They're trying to set up the the AI, the Supreme AI, AI. yeah, and that Benning's character. For what you purpose? Know? Yeah, well, to, to to for plot and later in the movie, 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, but, but you could have introduced the supreme being later, and it would have been fun. Yeah. Well, I, I think if they introduced the supreme being later as a net bending, it would have been confusing. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It would. Why is she this character when yeah, we that see her in flashbacks as being like this her mentor? Right. I feel know? like yeah. you could have. I feel like they should have spent more time on her actual life on Earth, and mm-hmm. that like that emotional development because that like. My problem is, like, I didn't care about the character enough, you know? I was expecting a little bit of a Superman, Supergirl type thing where it's almost like a a fish out of water of mm-hmm. how, you know, she somehow ended up on Earth in the past, which I guess didn't really... I mean, it could have been at Earth now. It right. still been, uh, from a technology standpoint, way beyond what she's used to. Mm-hmm. But she came into it just she, she she never really felt out of water. They didn't even do that many quote unquote out of fish out of water jokes. Mm-hmm. She came in just saying like I, I I know what's going on or at least I know what I think should be going on, and you all just need to do it. There's there's never that moment of like well shoot you know I I guess I can't go and communicate back to Judy Law because. There are no communicators yeah. that are but sophisticated that's, enough for me. That's to... always the the problem with when you're writing amnesia, because you're basically it's selective. Because you know she knew how to do some things on Earth, but but she had no idea of her past or certain people. Mm-hmm. But she knew how to like take a, a phone apart and make a communicator. Yeah, right. you know. And that kind mm-hmm. of so you what I thought would have worked out knowledge, but yeah, better the knowledge of taking a payphone apart. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah but yeah. The, okay, so yeah. they intertwine these little flashbacks of quote unquote her previous life. Mm-hmm. I think they should have done that at the very beginning because it's like she's having these dreams. But then when you know she got interjected through whatever portal it was that took her back to 1995 or whatever. That then she, we picked up with her living that life that she had lived, but she's now having the the flash forwards of what she. she yeah, I think before. they should have done it different. I think there was, that's that's what I thought we were getting. Right when the when the scrolls kidnapped her, I thought it was going to be like a prolonged, you know, her on Earth scene yeah. that explained the entire thing, and then like you catch it like. And I think that would have been better because, like, instead it was just a bunch of, like, glimpses of... It was like a montage of her whole life. Yeah. And a montage doesn't build the emotional depth. A montage just shows how she got good at karate or something, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. Um, and so I think that, like, I think they should have structured the movie differently. Basically had the exact same plot, but organize it differently, you know? Because mm-hmm. at the end, like, in Guardians of the Galaxy, like... It was a crazy, silly movie, and it won you over because you liked all the characters. Wonder Woman, I think, on paper, I think this was a better movie on paper as far as, like, girl power, you know, superhero movie on paper, but I, like, cared more about Wonder Woman's character, mm-hmm. you know, because of the way they developed it. So, Nicole, this was a big, hey, we finally now have, not to say that there weren't other Marvel characters, women in the MCU, this is the first one where it's the the, the protagonist lead. is the female mm-hmm. lead. I did did you get the same vibe as the Wonder Woman? Or? No, not at all. Um, it was I don't even know how to describe it. A lot of what Cameron said really made a lot of sense, but um, is is her character a likable character? I don't 
likable is not the right word. Um, she, they just didn't do a good job of making her likable. Okay. Um, she was, she she has the potential to be likable, but they didn't write it yeah, so that you would she, like her or or at least identify with her. They kept making her super stoic, and then just saying, "You're so emotional. You're so emotional." Hmm. I don't even remember her saying that. But. No, all the like Jude Law kept saying like contain your emotions because uh, she's doing the whole fist thing and like you you can't but, use but, your fist but it just made me upset because it was like she's being so stoic and quiet like why are you saying she's emotional well that's kind of like the uh the sexism commentary you know yeah. even when the woman is stoic and why quiet, do you got to be the tough aggressive so bitch? emotional yeah but i guess i don't want to see that in a movie yeah, I feel like it's a little heavy-handed. Well, you can it's see it, but it's not going to make you yeah. endear yourself it's to that a, person. A, that, that might be a commentary, but there wasn't enough of her actual personality shining through to make me feel like... Like, she wasn't, like, cracking jokes or making funny comments or saying things or even acting emotionally. She was mm-hmm. just, like, ready to fight when she needed right. to. Yeah. That, that was what they called emotion. But Wonder Woman also was that way, but I felt like she eventually got to that point in the film where she was just, like, she was a bit humbled. Mm-hmm. Like, you think you know exactly what's going on what people are, are feeling, mm-hmm. but you've actually got it Wonder- a little bit wrong because you haven't lived around humans mm-hmm. and were flawed. Wonder Woman had, a, had an easier story to follow. It was more linear, and it was yeah. it was a fish out of water that made a lot of sense, and it it was a lot more evident earlier in the movie how powerful Wonder Woman was. Mm-hmm. Whereas I didn't feel like that with this at all. Like I kept being underwhelmed by how boring her fights were, which mm-hmm. I know because mm-hmm. they wanted to like really turn up the heat in like the final. Yeah. Well, what was her Santa? What was her you know uh, weakness? What was her kryptonite? I don't know if she had one. They never really introduced one. Uh, in the movies, she had an inhibitor, and that was that was really the only thing. Uh, you know, oh, that Jude Law can control. Yeah, or, or the, the Supreme mm-hmm. AI had put on her or whatever uh, to keep her powers in check. Mm-hmm. Uh, but even in the comics, she doesn't really have weaknesses other than, you know... Caring too much? Well, other people <laughs> being stronger than her. Sure. Than, yeah. you know, like, uh, what did... Uh, what do you think about Nick Fury in this film? I mean, Sam. he was fine. He was, I mean, he was, it seemed like he was just there to, to answer questions we didn't really need answered. I know this was a good 10 to 15 years before right. Nick Fury that we know with the eye patch, but yeah. do you think he was in character? Yeah, because that's, he, he Samuel basically plays, I mean, he's a good actor. I mean, he does play different roles, but but like mm-hmm. some of the, I mean, he knows how to separate his his roles, like make them different enough. But I so, think he but, had to play too much of the comic relief. Role, he was, yeah, which I think yeah. wasn't a which, normal part that Nick Fury, the character, played. Or just see him like change like, to that. I mean, yeah. yeah, I would have wanted Captain Marvel to, because she's the fish out of water. That's naturally kind of the comic relief role, right? I think they kind of chose to do some of these things not the way we're describing on purpose. Like, it, like Wonder Woman was a fish out of water. She was endearing because she had like a childlike innocence, um, and you know there was the romance thing in Wonder Woman, all of which made us like the character a lot. But I feel like part of this movie was like consciously like, no, we're not going to have Brie Larson not know what's going on 
because we want to make her like a strong like with it you know not uh you know flustered Mm -hmm. fish out of water character we're not gonna have a romance angle at all where you know like i feel like they consciously chose to do things which everybody says they want because they're trope breaking in a Mm -hmm. female lead movie but it had the effect of making it harder to like engage the character you know like you can do the like you don't have to do the the same things as they were in other movies like that yeah but you have to find other ways to kind of that's always the thing when when you see somebody try something new is like Mm -hmm. at first you're not sure what they're doing and then then years later you might understand yeah and then okay and then you look back at it okay Mm-hmm. Especially if other movies start doing different things after this. Mm-hmm. I liked, uh, I really liked the whole plot line. I, I liked her human person story. And I mm-hmm. felt like there was an emotional connection there. I just feel like they spent too much time on the space people. Mm-hmm. And they should have just found a way to write that story that was way more heavily based around just. The person, you know. The, the scenes with her, with Maria, her friend, were really great. Yeah. And they really humanized her and made me like her a little bit. But those didn't even start till... Exactly. Like, halfway through the movie. So they wasted all this time with her and Jude Law. These awful mm. scenes that... Yeah. All to set up, like, kind of like a Jude Law mansplaining dynamic mm-hmm. that they could just swat down at the end, you Whereas know? They, they could have made this a, a different trope-breaking movie where she doesn't have to be innocent or anything like that. They just could have had this cool friendship angle with, with Maria and her being a cool, badass Air Force pilot. But yeah. Like, there was only That's like, what I was expecting, There was actually. only, like, a handful of scenes like that, and, like, mm-hmm. they were all really concentrated at the end. I just kind of wanted it more throughout, more evenly spread out so speaking of other marvel characters so we had two guys from guardians and the galaxy that were there um the first guy the the guy with the hammer ronin um, ronin was definitely in there there was also uh dijmon hanzu hanzu okay who was at the beginning of guardians of the galaxy yeah, he he was like one of Ronan's uh, cronies. Cronies. Yeah. I I I had a hard time following Santa. Why those two individuals were just Ronan in general was they were, part of all this. They were Cree. Okay. And even in Guardians of the Galaxy, they were Cree. And like what what looks like what Ronan's character is like in Guardians of the Galaxy, the 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 Cree Squirrel War is over, and. Uh, and they were just lost warriors, basically. They didn't have anything to fight for. Uh, but they also felt that the Kree gave up too much in, in, in that war. And that's the thing. That's why they hated Xandar. Because Xandar was a former Kree world. So did you know going in, the scrolls were, like, the good guys? No. I didn't. No. I thought that I, was actually that was interesting. A, yeah. That was a nice twist, yeah. but it also confused me. Because I would consider when I think about Ben Men. Ben Mendelsohn. Mendelsohn. Yeah. I always yeah. think of him playing oh, he's the bad guy. guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I wouldn't consider scrolls or anybody in this in that movie like good or evil. They were just on they different. Factions. They were on different yeah. sides of yeah. whatever conflict that they were fighting. Mm-hmm. So they, they were not all the scrolls would be the same. You know, like 
the ones we see. You know, if there, anything, I'm sure there are some that are you know war, you know like they were the more sympathetic characters out of everybody that I think. Yeah, that's region. why I won't say toss the whole space force thing altogether because I thought that was another area where they were like kind of subverting your expectations, like the weird looking shapeshifters weren't the bad guys. Yeah. The thing that he was trying to get from uh Marvel's research lab wasn't the Tesseract, it was just his family because right. they were refugees. Mm-hmm. You know, I liked all that. Um those, yeah, it was all those, good. Those were all good parts too. Like I said, I just wish that had been more of the movie. Scrolls were good. Ben Mendelsohn was good. Mm-hmm. Um, Jude Law was sort of eh. I hated Jude Law and I hated his stupid contact lenses. Like, um, hate everything you know. about him. Well, it was, now I'm thinking about it, and it's like I need to read the comics to see like where, like where did this amnesia storyline come from, and that is that the only reason why they were they try to explain why Jude Law was white and not blue like everybody else. Right. Right. So that way they could have, you know, Carol Danvers being white. Well, for a minute there, I thought he planet. was a scroll. Like, yeah. like maybe yeah. he's a shapeshifter. I also didn't get, like, why did they want her at all? Like, she blew up the space, the, the experimental ship, which is how she got Well, she had the, well, yeah, she got, she got the, and they were, I guess they were, they were hoping to extract the power from her or use her. Yeah. as a weapon because like the scrolls immediately realize who she is and they're like oh if we like mind mess with her we can get information about where that research lab is that's the thing mm-hmm. we need it seemed she was with the Kree for like six years yeah. and they were just hanging out you know doing space cop stuff so with the scrolls they did this whole thing with like these test questions to sort of verify, are you are are you who are you, you say you dealer? are? Yeah, I didn't under I, I understand like trying to identify a shapeshifter, but I don't understand why some of the questions they asked verify well, like, that. One yeah, way or like the other. If they were either waiting. To, if you hesitate, then then you don't know the answer. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, they're, but they're what if you're a really good liar? Yeah, yeah, exactly. If you're <laughs> quick with their answers, that still doesn't well, they, uh, confirm anything. They well, they're in. They're trying to say that like the scrolls can capture recent memories, but not distant memories. Sure, so, like, the way Samuel I get that. L. Jackson, the way Samuel L. Jackson did it was like, you know, mention, you know, whatever old war thing he was in with his friend. There was a guy who was like, yeah, totally. Yeah. But you know, who knows what what version Samuel said? But see, that's that's a question to that. That's a typical thing of are you are who you say you are. Yeah. Like, oh, remember that time when we did that? Yeah. And yeah, if somebody like, sure says, I like, sure, I do. And if that you moment ever happened, now yeah. you know. Yeah, versus yeah. some of the questions they asked that I felt was just like, well, if you're a good liar, you can just come up with that. Uh-huh. It's, it's, so, it's the, somewhat ambiguous. The beginning of the movie and during the during the ambush scene, uh, Minerva, she, her sniper rifle has a scope that can pick out. Scrolls, like, right? Yeah, yes. yeah, so like you would think that all the Kree would you have some need, kind of yeah. Keep <laughs> that on your side. She's got an arm arm thing. You would yeah. think that she would have Why like. Why don't a, they all have that? Yeah, yeah. See, I didn't even realize that that's out. what her thing was doing. So there you go. Yeah, I didn't even know. I thought it was just a scope. Mm-hmm. Just so did they also imply that like Carol Danvers. Part of the reason why she survived that explosion was because Jude Law gave him some Cree blood, and the Cree yeah. are stronger than humans. Yeah. Okay. So in the comics, she got she gets her powers because she and Marvel, who's a male in, in the comics, like somehow 
collide and like like their spaceships collide no they, their bodies collide or something yeah their spaceships and their bodies i guess yeah and like they 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 form you know and she she gets his powers because mm-hmm. everybody in space has powers right i mean hey, you wouldn't sense. be in space if you didn't that's why <laughs> yeah. you're still stuck Not in the auction up there yeah. So, I have a trivia question. Ooh, okay. we haven't had one in a while. Santa and I can't answer. Okay, because he already knows the answer. Already yeah. knows. All right, ready. so, in this movie, uh, Nick Fury and Phil Coulson were digitally de-aged. Yes. So we'll go yeah, yeah, they look good. Uh, four other MCU movies have had characters that have been digitally de-aged in them. Oh, uh, I know at least one. We have to name all four, I guess. Try to try to name all four. So uh, Tony Stark, Iron Man, for sure. Mm-hmm. Definitely, yeah. Um, I I'm not sure if I can think of another though. I am gonna say Captain America. Which one? Well, they just uh, want the movie, like the where. Oh, you want the actual movie where yeah. they where they had it in there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh well, then I didn't really. So it was Iron Man three. So, I have four movies listed, and it says they also did it to Tony Stark when he was showing the presentation to the college of his... Yeah, that was in Civil War. Okay. Oh, okay. oh so we have to know the movies. Okay, yeah. so we got Civil War. We got Civil War. Well, see, I was going character in what was Yeah, yeah. No. Mm-hmm. Just, uh, so, just... So, it could have been the same character in two different movies. Mm-hmm. Okay, I guess he wasn't digitally aged in Iron Man 3. No. Uh, uh, Doctor Strange? Nope. Mm. That was a saint, I guess. Um, uh, uh, was it the Hulk ever? The you know Bruce Banner. Nope. Uh, Winter Soldier. Nope. Uh, two of these are sequels of one another. Oh, uh, or two of them from the same. Yeah, that they're. Hmm. And, and they're all pretty recent because this technology has hasn't been around. Yeah, and, exactly. and Tony Stark's the only one that's like a main. Avenger. I'm gonna say so, Avengers: Infinity War. So the other ones were yeah. the other characters or the other movies were they were basically side characters. Think of yeah. who's old in these movies. And that was you've seen them young also. I know that's what I'm going through. It was a lot easier I to answer the characters. Cr- I, I can yeah. think of the characters, but I can't think of the movies. Guardians like, of the Galaxy two with Patrick Swayze. Oh, oh yeah. Kurt, Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell. Yeah, I get Kurt him confused Russell. all the time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Patrick Swayze's dead. Yeah, Kurt Russell. Really amazing. Yeah, if you see him at the beginning. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, Ant Man. Oh yeah, Ant Man with Michael, Michael Douglas. Douglas. And yeah. Ant Man Two. Yeah. With uh, Michael Douglas and uh, Michelle Pfeiffer, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So those are those are the four movies. Mm. Which, there we go. Which they've done that a lot, and now like what's I think one of the Star first Wars yeah. or yeah. I but think it, one of the first movies that had that in it was. Uh, X-Men Origins Wolverine they de Patrick Stewart at the end of that movie yeah that looked really good and so well, that was easy though with him right? well but what's yeah. interesting is at the time Fair, yeah. that that technology was really new and the few seconds of de-aging they did to Patrick Stewart's face in that final scene that cost effect cost as much <laughs> as all the other effects in the movie combined and so like the idea of using it in like a lot in a movie was just completely un, un, you know, unacceptable. This, but now they did it with the whole movie with Samuel L. Jackson. This is the first MCU movie in which a character's been de-aged the whole time. Yeah, yeah I'm sure and that it was, was like ridiculous. Perfect looking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I couldn't tell. The one the Patrick Patrick Stewart in, in you know X Men Origins Wolverine, it, it was convincing but you could see something was wrong, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So 
They introduced the Tesseract again. Yeah. I feel it's the Infinity Stone that has gotten the most play. For sure. And I actually yeah. had to go back because four, I was so... Con- I'm so confused. It's... I feel like it's broken rules of... They ruined like, the timeline. Ti- timeline. I was going to say... For they, as many times as it, it's shown up. Did we have to... Did anybody go back and look up and see how I, it got from... I, I did. Okay. So... Okay, I, okay so from timeline-wise, it initially started with Captain America, the first Avenger. Right. Um, and the... What's what's his name? Uh, Red Skull. The, the Red Skull apparently lost it in the Arctic Ocean uh, when he got transported to the planet Vormir, which we mm-hmm. found him at in Avengers Infinity yep. Wars with the Soul Stone? Whatever stone Soul it was. Anyways. Uh, and apparently that was recovered by Tony Stark's dad, Howard Stark, and taken to a secret base studied by Dr. Winnie Lawson, and that's where we picked it up with Captain Marvel. Mm. Oh, okay. And then recovered by Carol Danvers, who hands it over to S.H.I.E.L.D., uh-huh. which we saw. And then, I guess, apparently, Loki stole it from S.H.I.E.L.D. in the first Avengers, Avengers movie. Yes. Yeah, in Avengers. Which, I don't remember that at all. Yeah, it was at the beginning. I remember that, yeah. Uh, it was at he, the like, beginning. He, like, mind fucks the, uh, the Swedish guy who was in the Thor movie. Oh, right. Um, and gets and Hawkeye. Yeah, ha- he gets Hawkeye too, and they steal it. Okay, so they steal it. They transport so it, it to the Chitari who made New York. Then it's returned to Asgard, which then Loki steals it again. Right. And then Thanos gets it back from Loki. Mm-hmm. But that's gotten the most play. Out yeah, it's of been all in a bunch of movies. I I, can't, I don't even know. Let's say First Avenger, Captain Marvel, The Avengers. Thor Ragnarok. Oh, I forgot about it. Thor Ragnarok. Ragnarok. Yeah, the, and yeah. Infinity War. Yeah, well, uh, what's her name just walks past it in yeah. Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that confused me. So now, now that you explained it, it makes total sense. It, but in the in the yeah. moment, it it who it was remembers definitely... the who remembers the Tony Stark's dad pulled it out of the ocean? I don't remember that yeah. at all. In I don't mind, even know even, where that happened. In my yeah. mind, it was recovered with Captain America. Yeah. Right. That's why I thought it To me, I like, it's like one of these little lost yeah, things. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, that okay, that that's more coherent then. It makes sense once you actually do the research. And do the right. research. Right. Yeah. Well, I um, love that. Did the cat steal the movie? Yeah. Nicole? Absolutely. Yes. Even though it's not a cat, whatever it is. Flurkin. 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 Goose stole the show. He's Goose amazing. stole the show. I thought he was great. Yeah, I did I like not expect movie. Goose to be. Like a Cthulhu alien, but I didn't expect it either. I, I thought that I maybe Flurkin was what they called that for their plan. Oh, did you? Yeah, I was just like watching a YouTube video about some stuff to remember before you see Captain Marvel, and they're ex- basically it was mostly like explaining who the Kree were and some other references, like the fact that Goose was a Top Gun reference. And yeah, there was that's another, initially what I thought of when yeah. I saw the cat with Goose with all the flight scenes. There was like another, there was, they talk about other movie references, like Top Gun and Back to the Future and stuff like that in, in there. But then for some reason they went ahead and spoilered that the cat was actually a flurkin, you know. Um, but I thought that was cool. It's cute, there's some good moments, like when... When the Flurkin was considered highly dangerous, but then Samuel Jackson, human male. Yeah. Low. So, 
Santa, did you need to see this movie in order to prepare yourself for Endgame? Because that's clearly, from a timeline perspective, of releasing Captain Marvel less than two months out from Infinity War, or Endgame. See, uh, I guess, yeah, she was needed because... Now she's, I mean, she's going to play a big part in Endgame, obviously. But now it's become like, is now is it a, like a deus machina type thing. Who's like, oh, here's Captain Marvel out of nowhere. And, you know, she, mm-hmm. she beats the crap out of Thanos. You know, and it's, so it's like. What I I wanted, it's not just her punching him. Yeah. Well, and uh, winning the movie by punching. It was like, it's well, got to be more than that. Well, it's like what I wanted to see in this movie was like, yeah, establish her character. Show, show her, her, her strength, you know, how strong she is. Like what kind of her powers are, and then, and then kind of try to explain why hasn't she been around before? Yeah, because I mean, you you know, if he, you could say that Nick Fury is resourceful, and she said only call me in an emergency. So like, the the Chitauri invading New York not was like not a big enough emergency. You know, he, Thanos he, showing up. Yeah, yeah why not? Why not blow a, that beeper up when Thanos hits Earth? Not, yes. Well, you know, not after he has a snap. Yeah. Right. Um, another but, thing but this video That was all in like one day though. Yeah, that's true. Oh well. <laughs> another thing Stop this boring video us said, with facts, uh, <laughs> And I hope this isn't like a spoiler, but they were talking about how like the Captain Marvel character in the comics has like elemental mode or binary mode or something like that, and like when she's in that mode she's capable of traveling through time. So yeah. I really hope they don't just uh send her back in send her back in time to like undo the whole thing. Because that would be Bullshit, you know. <laughs> well, her or Ant Man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was a theory that Ant Man would travel back in time. Yeah. Thing you know, there, yeah. Traveling back in time to make the snap just not happen would be the biggest like weak sauce ending. But, to these well, because they already something. did a travel back in time, and that Thanos did that in order to do the snap. Would that right. be, so would, you can't do the same gag twice. Would that be better or worse than than they defeat Thanos and then and then revert time back? I feel like it'll be to one bring of those, everybody to back. Bring everybody I feel back. like it'll be one of those things where they defeat Thanos and to, uh, not Tony. Uh, Captain America picks up the glove and undoes it, like his own snap. Yeah, he does his own good guy snap, yeah. and like there's they, they, there's some sort of ramifications of that. Like maybe he dies. He has to sacrifice himself or something like that. For, yeah, the to get to make use of the soul gem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So something like that would be fine, but just. Undoing it via time travel, I mean, you know, that's ripping off the original Superman movie. <laughs> I feel like they've introduced several things that are going to be major role. I feel like they introduced the, the dwarf character that, mm-hmm. that forged the glove in the Forge first. master mm-hmm. or whatever. I yeah. feel like they did that on purpose. Peter Dinklage. Yeah, yeah, Peter Dinklage's character. Wait, he got mentioned in the whole... Marvel and I missed it or what? He was not just in Captain Marvel. Oh, Infinity War for Infinity. sure. Yeah. I feel like in in Endgame he'll play a role because I think that's why he, one of the he'll make more weapons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And obviously Captain Marvel and Ant Man have some. I'm just interested now what they're going to do with Captain Marvel because, like we said, she can't just be the you know Deus Ex Machina. Yes, yeah. that the, she out. actually has to. And obviously, we're not going to be waiting. She, now she we know she, she's there for scene one. Mm-hmm. So, I think they need to not only explain like why Nick Fury didn't call her earlier. It's like what's she been up to? Like she was going to go like set right the Cree thing, but 
that was solved according to Guardians of the Galaxy like two years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did she go to a whole different universe? To be honest, I'm not sure what her goals were. When I think she, she just went to go set up the scrolls. Yeah. And maybe she liked it there and decided yeah. to hang out. So I think they didn't want to do too much setting up the after in game. Like mm-hmm. they didn't set up a sequel for Captain Marvel. They just set up in game basically. Yeah. Cause like I would have liked to seen like you know some scrolls still left on Earth, you know, mm-hmm. or or mm-hmm. more. Yeah. You know, that would be like kind of interesting. Space. Some yeah. scrolls yeah. left on Earth to yeah. trick Thanos. Or just not, just to just continue doing you know whatever yeah. they you know yeah. they want to do. They, Every yeah. single person that turned to Ash was actually a scroll. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so it, just felt, it just felt like a big prequel to Endgame. Which is fine, but it just made me more impatient for Endgame. Mm-hmm. And also, it even it raised the stakes even higher for Endgame. Like, there's just a you, lot riding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, this wasn't across the board. If you read the Rotten Tomatoes mm-hmm. reviews, there's a lot of, it's okay, it's fine. I, I think about, I don't know what recent advertising thing that has come up. Uh, where it's like somebody's at a sushi restaurant, like how's the how's the sushi? Oh, it's just okay. Oh, he's just he's okay. Good. We're about to have surgery. How's the doctor? Ah, the surgeon's okay. Yeah. It's that's that's kind of why. I, I mean, I feel like it completely deserved that eighty percent. I think yeah. that eighty percent is spot on the money. So this movie should have come out in November, I think. Yeah. Oh, and then yeah, you're saying what if they put out this movie and then drop the Endgame trailer? Uh-huh. Yeah. I, too much hype build up. Uh, didn't deliver, and it's going to peter out really quick because well, the end game is is mm-hmm. upon us. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is right now. So, like, if it come out November, or honestly, it should have come out like five years ago. But uh, yeah, November, and then they just have then start the build, start to build the hype for end game. And, and you know, I feel like it actually, if it had come out right before uh, Infinity War, it would have been good. Yeah, that also. I mean, just any just yeah. right before Infinity War. But I mean. Black Panther was good. But, that's always the problem with doing an, an origin story in the middle of, you know, a bigger... Well, also you're doing an origin story at the very end of the whole yeah. cycle of what we're doing. And Black Panther's origin, origin story was a little less abrupt because you had already seen him in a movie. Yeah, yeah. And, and it wasn't it wasn't a real... It wasn't an origin story, it was more of like a... Uh, Getting to know you story. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, like, one of the issues I had was in every other Marvel movie, whenever they've had an origin story... It still feels like a movie about that character. Mm-hmm. And this one really just felt like the only reason they had it was because they needed her for Endgame. Yeah, explain this person yeah, who's going to randomly show up. They had like a list of things that they needed to cover before Endgame. It's like, yeah. well, we need to explain where Captain Marvel, like who she is, why is she so powerful, where has she been? You know, how I did think, Nick Fury lose his eye? I think I would have maybe preferred, like I thought the like Kree, Scrolls, you know, switch them up thing was an interesting surprise. I think it might have been better if they had just made it like a straight origin story where she starts out as a fighter pilot and it just like mm-hmm. is a yeah. linear story. Yeah. yeah, Like made it a movie for her sake and not just because yeah. they needed it for this other movie. And of. one thing that, was, that I liked about the character is that she does have confidence. Like the whole thing is the mm-hmm. Kree and Jude Law are trying to make her doubt herself. They're like gaslighting her basically. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but like she has confidence in herself amnesia or not because she like successfully became like a female fighter test pilot in the early 90s yeah you know when it's not 
I would have liked to see her like be cockier and cooler and more confident mm-hmm. like throughout being and now she's like a super Cree soldier like she see should... her as as Maverick yeah. yeah yeah I would have liked to see her more as as like that kind of character yeah with, with real swagger throughout I culture. thought she had it to some degree but I think they could have turned the swagger up more mm-hmm. and I think they could have done that and like when she lands on earth she doesn't seem to understand that nobody from Earth is aware that other alien civilizations exist, mm-hmm. which should have been obvious to her. Like, they know where they are, you know? Like, why would she... Exp- she's like, hey, I'm, you know, you know, from the Galactic Space Force. I'm chasing a blah, blah, blah through Sector 7G. And everyone's like, what the hell are you talking about? Like, she... It should be obvious to her just from, like, the technology mm-hmm. that nobody would understand that. And so it could have been funnier and I think better if she was like cocky because she's like oh this backwater shithole you know (laughs) so anything else we need to cover or did we are we ready to throw in our star review I don't know I appreciated the shout out to no doubt (laughs) (laughs) there was the music could have actually been a little bit better Uh, they had some good opportunities but but it didn't I think they missed as, some opportunities as well. Like, it was like Guardians, so instead of 70s, it was 90s music. It did feel as natural yeah. as Guardians. Yeah, yes, I, was say, I, I think agree. the Guardians playlist was like so on point. that I, I mean, like I bought the record. There were uh, some good hits, there were some misses though. Yeah, and I mean, no, I feel like the whole the No Doubt song, I'm Just a Girl, was selected based on the lyrics, not based on like... It kind of being the soundtrack should have been song. more because it's the perfect thirty year storm. Yeah, with yeah. it's it's been you know it's usually thirty years that. Yeah, There's only like five back. songs that I can think of. I mean, I don't know. They could have could have done better with the soundtrack for mm. sure. You want to throw in your rating, Nicole, on a scale of do we do one to five? One yeah, to one five. five. Yeah. I would just give it a straight three. Um, I think it could have been a lot better. Um, it could have been a lot worse. It was sufficient. It was not bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it just felt like the kind of, like the only reason this movie existed is because they needed it to tell something in Endgame. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. That's why it's not getting a higher rating. I'm gonna go two and a half. It just wasn't enough action. Uh, it fell flat in many cases. Um, it's not often that we run into this with a Marvel movie, but sometimes we do. Uh, I think I've probably given some Thor movies a lower rating than two and a half. Right. It's just okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cameron? I'm going to give it a three. Uh, there's a lot of things I liked about the movie. Like I liked that it avoided some of the tropes we were discussing. Like There was no love interest and stuff like that. So There's a lot of things I liked about it. I liked the, the special effects. Didn't like that it lacked tension. Didn't like that the Kree's motivations were totally unclear. Wish they would have done more to focus on the character. Mm-hmm. So yeah, all in all, pretty good. Santa? Yeah, just a three. Usually <laughs> the harshest. I'm yeah. the harshest right here. There, I mean, there was, you know, the the cat, Nick Fury. Oh, or, well, you, you throw know, a cat in, and yeah, it immediately yeah. gets two and a half stars right there bonus. for Santa Nicole. Yeah, yeah. The, but it, I mean, it, it, it did its job in, in bridging... The gap between Infinity War and uh, Endgame. I think it did a lot better in in, in that regard than Ant Man and the Wasp did. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm hoping like kind of like how Thor took a couple movies to really get into the swing of things. Like maybe in a couple movies, Captain Marvel will turn into this super cool, awesome badass 
I think they need to punch up the character, like mm-hmm. you said, like make her more cocky, make her like more fun and funny. Mm-hmm. There's no like I feel like she could do a Thor Ragnarok style movie. Yeah. You know, we there's a ton of different ways you can make a character funny and likable without it being just attached to romance or being naive or, yeah. or anything gender. She doesn't have to be that. a ham like Chris yeah. Pratt, you know. She like, can be funny in a different way. She can way. be like like a super cool cocky fighter pilot badass. Yeah. But I'll I'll wait a couple movies and I'm I'm patient. Just have um who's the guy who directed Thor Ragnarok? Just have him direct the movie. That guy's hilarious. He'll mm-hmm. figure out a way to make it funny. So are we gonna watch the Zam? That the trailer was actually pretty good. I want to see it. I will probably not be able to negotiate going to see Shazam. When does it come out? Uh, April fifth. Yeah, I, I'm. Gonna, I've got to save all of my credits for for uh, Endgame. Endgame. Yeah. <laughs> Endgame is April twenty sixth. Do you want to see it? I mean, I've, I think so. Maybe I don't know. It, the trailer got me more interested than it has been previously. It looks really fun. It doesn't it, even look like a DC movie, which is it looks entertaining. Strange. And that, I forget the name of that actor, but he's funny. He's a good actor. It's good. Yeah, yeah I, I thought the trailer sold it. I think they're going to get a lot of people to watch it. I, Levi, I think. This yeah, is an opportunity it. for DC to sort of yeah. do something different. I'll, so. tell you, I'll tell you what I don't want to see, and that is Dark Phoenix. Oh, really? Well, Come on. I have trailer for that. Well, we just Lady Sansa? So, like, they don't know like what a, that is. I yeah. know the character. I know who Sophie Turner yeah. is. Yeah. Uh, oh, that trailer looked so bad. They already screwed up the Dark Phoenix once. Like, that's what, and it's not going to have any Wolverine in it? Are they going to do a reboot, and then it's still going to be uh, Hugh Jackman as Wolverine? No. If he's <laughs> done with Wolverine. He's too old. Okay. They're, they're, yeah. Disney is letting Fox release all their stuff, and then in three years we'll see X-Men. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So this will be the last of the... Yeah, is this the last X-Men be, movie? Uh, of this phase. New Mutants yeah. and Dark Phoenix are the last two. Uh, They'll probably do a whole new They might do a Deadpool uh, in two years, but... Uh, it's up in the screw air right now. My Deadpool. What didn't you yeah. like about the Dark Phoenix? I haven't even seen it, but what didn't you like about it? The trailer. We just watched it just now, but I guess it felt like just a rehashing of the same story. That they from like from last. Is Man it is it because she's psychotic like in the original movie, or is it because she's possessed by an alien force like in the comic books? I don't think you can. I can't that. remember oh, okay. because like it, it was at the end of Apocalypse that they. Uh, I think she got the Dark Phoenix in, in her, and in, in, at the end of Apocalypse, mm-hmm. it was like so. They were, they been, you know, they set this up at the end of that one. I saw that was disappointing. That movie. Mm. Yeah. Don't bother. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, glad we were able to put this to bed pretty quickly. Otherwise, it would have just drug out. Um, this is not too bad. You know, we saw it Thursday podcast on Wednesday. This is good for us. We're even probably going to have a quicker turnaround for Endgame because uh, mm-hmm. I'm out of the country and we can't wait two weeks. Two or weeks, yeah. yeah, for me hey, to get back. I'll so. do a night of if you guys are willing. Those are tough sometimes, uh, but we definitely are going to be back for Endgame. Maybe one in between. We'll have to see. Uh, we should rank the party <laughs> the party room. The well, weekend. we've had some other good podcast ideas of uh-huh. things that we want to cover, so maybe we'll do something like that instead of a, a movie. Uh, other than that, thanks for listening. Uh, be sure to follow us on at Guy Girl Santa and like us on iTunes. Hey, leave us a review. Maybe we'll talk about your your review of our podcast. Uh, yeah, we'll review your review. Uh, and thanks for listening. We'll uh, talk to you next time.